Keltec is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. I got my 3D printed Halo gun. <laughs> what the hell is that? My Halo gun. Like from the video game? Yes. I don't really have a good frame of reference for what that thing is supposed to look like. Good luck. Why? That's, yeah, that makes better sense. The compensated part doesn't make sense. Or is that a holster? What are you doing with the high point? (laughs) It looks like one of those, um, those integrally suppressed, who... What, who made those? Oh, the Maxim Every, Nine or whatever. Maxim yeah, everybody's yeah. fired. Everybody's fired. <laughs> Everything's good to go. No, I don't know. Keep going. Keep talking. Why are you yelling at me? Bad people have feelings too. Damn it! Can you guys hear him? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. He sounds a little muffled. Not your muffled. Could be. Could be you stuffing your pie hole. Maybe that's what it is. Dude, it's because some of us. Are hungry, Tyler. Yo, what's up? We're yo, gonna yo, talk about dough. probably a bunch of bullshit. We are. And, we're gonna uh, we're gonna bullshit a lot. This is the yes, talking bullshit like it. podcast. So, welcome in to all our listeners. <laughs> we're just gonna go <laughs> ahead and run with it. So, leadheads, this is um, as you hear this, it's probably gonna be about a week old because we've got several in the pipeline that we're releasing. So, the one prior to this. That you will have heard would have been from our good friend uh, and author, former Green Beret. Um, what else is it? Oh, and he's the personal bodyguard for Kid Rock, yep. baby. Kid Rock. You guys ever heard of Kid Rock? Never. Who's that? <laughs> who's, who's that fella? Never heard of him. I think I've seen a picture of him once or twice. Kid Rock? Yeah. yeah He's the guy that shot all that beer. <laughs> That's right. He shot some beer, oh. some the Bud Light stuff. I believe Tun calls that tranny fluid. Yep. <laughs> is that what you call it? You call it tranny fluid. Yep, I got it right next to my 10W40 instead of in case something happens to my truck. I love that. That is unbelievable. But anyway, Dan or Daniel Fielding was our guest. So make sure you go back, listen to that episode. It was a really good episode. It was fun. We had a good time with with Dan, and uh, we hit him with the new guy questions, and uh, he told some Kid Rock stories. So it was was pretty fun, pretty fun show. But he's got a new book. It's called The Mindset Asset, and it's all about being positive-minded, you know, being successful, Uh, and he uses his time in the military as a Green Beret, and, of course, being a uh, uh, celebrity bodyguard. and He's got some fun stories, so make sure you guys go back, check that episode out. Really fun episode. Positive. That's right. That's just like me. Positive. You're, you're, po- you're probably one of the most positive people I've ever met, Tony. <laughs> Bar none, you are like just super always upbeat, laughing, having a good time. Do you know yeah, how difficult that. it is to be around that for like ten hours in a confined space? That's that's right. You had to ride with him all the way to where was it? You guys did the shot. New Mexico. Yeah, it was in New, in Mexico, New Mexico, the Whittington Center. Oh my gosh! And that's that's what we're going to be talking about today, Leadheads. Is Ton did a thing. 
Tony did a thing, and uh, very few people. Well, he's the first to do it, I guess, on record. And we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, uh, let's introduce our our guest that we have. Um, joining us for our second time, ladies and gentlemen, we have Tyler Patner, and he is with Pyramid Air. So welcome back, Tyler. Glad to have you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, Ton Jones. What's you, happening? You know him. You love him. Can't get enough <laughs> of him. Ton Jones. And Ton, I'm going to let you introduce our new guy, new guy, new guy, Jason, to the Leadheads. This is my buddy Jason from Lucid Optics, deep in the middle of nowhere land, Wyoming. This is true. He has had the unfortunate pleasure of being tormented by me for many moons now, and <laughs> also had the unfortunate pleasure of helping my blind ass spot hits out in the middle of the desert while I'm pulling the trigger. You did need all the help you could get. Damn well, straight. I, d- to, you, to your defense, Ton, I mean, it was over a mile away, so there's not many people that can, can see targets that far away. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you got the right gear, you can. Oh well, if you got the yeah. right gear, but just with the naked eye. I mean, come on, son. And I still can't see most of it, anyways. <laughs> but this is Jason from Lucid Optics. He's been putting up with my crap for a while now. Jason, welcome into the show. We're glad to have thank you, buddy. You. Thank you, thank you. Lucid, and he also hosts Ballistic Summit out there at the Whittington Center. Okay. Ballistic Summit. We need to talk about that. So remind us to talk about the Ballistic Summit also. So uh, we, we kind of buried the lead a little bit, but Tun did a world record long air gun shot, which is why we've got the uh, the gathering here of the mines and the people that were there, the witnesses. And we're going to talk about that. Um, but again, before we do that, we've got to thank the sponsors of the Talking Lead Podcast. So make sure you yeah. go... And show all our sponsors the love, the glory that they deserve from your pocketbooks. You go to Mission First Tactical, and they're going to make it a little easier on you because they're going to give you discount codes. Use code LEADHEAD. You get 20% off anything at Mission First Tactical. They've got those new Acro bags, the Gray Man bags. They've got three in the set right now. they got the Sling bag. They've got like a midsize, and they've got like a, a big like three-day pack that uh, they have available with those new packs. They've got the belly band holsters that you guys can get. Ton, did, did you get a belly band? No, I did not get a belly band. You still hadn't got a belly band yet? They will fit no. all shapes and sizes is what I'm getting at. So they, they'll even fit ton of fun hey. Jones. That's right. <laughs> uh, adjustable. Uh, and then their new Pro Series holsters, which we're giving one away. In our Talking Lead and Friends Freedom Giveaway, and by the time you listen listening to this, it was probably wrapping up through the end of the, the contest. It's running to the end of September, so if you haven't entered yet, you still have time if uh, there's still some days left in September. Um, but we did a custom holster for the kel P15 that's included in that. We got three guns we're giving away got custom holsters for Mission First Tactical. We've got drinkware for Mission First Tactical. We've got uh, gun cases from Kerrigan Cases. Optics from Vortex Optics for all the for the rifle and the shotgun. We've got lights from Enforce uh, for the sh- rifle and the shotgun. We've got ammunition. We've got iPro, EarPro, Walker's Ear, 
supplied the ear pro for us electric atax awesome ear pro there uh, tactical rx with the optics um with the uh, eye pro uh, optics with the eye pro uh and sta blades i don't have one but sta blades we've got a custom i think it's md stabby is the one that's uh, included in that the md stabby sick. got a custom sheath with that um seal one do you want to clean all those guns you got when you go to the range Got the seal one and done. You got the clean rods uh, set and the CLP um, plus lube and patches and the whole kit there. I need to turn my phone down. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> and who am I forgetting? Well, who else we got? Um, Keltec, Kraken. Kraken. Uh, Kraken. Kraken, Kraken. Um, I think I've got it. I think I cover everybody. But if I forgot somebody, just go there. It's over six thousand dollars worth of prizes, and it's going all to one person. Gets the whole haul. So, if you're hearing this and it's still September, you've got time. Go to uh, there's links in our Instagram, up in our bio, website. All of our partners um, have links, and um. Oh, Black Tie Digital, we're giving away the new logo. I don't have one on right now, but the new logo, Talking Lead logo, um, is is on a shirt and a hat that we're going to be giving to. Um, thanks to Black Tie for designing that, and our good buddies over at Dipstick Branding um, are going to be providing the shirt and hat. So there you go. Go show them love. Hey there, Leadhead Brigade. Lefty here with some important news for you. Forecasters from the University of Arizona warn that 2023 will be a very active hurricane season and they're asking people to get prepared. They're expecting the number of major hurricanes this year to be similar to 2017, which saw the extremely intense and damaging hurricanes that we all heard about, Harvey, Irma, and that nasty old Maria. How bad can it get? Well, when Hurricane Ida hit the Gulf Coast, it destroyed countless homes and left many without access to food, clean water, millions lost power. Most didn't have power for weeks. The floods that followed the hurricane washed out the roads, made it impossible for grocery stores to restock their shelves. Families were left hungry and desperate, waiting for help that was slow to arrive. But what if you didn't have to be reliant on the government, FEMA, your neighbor, grocery stores during these crises? The answer is simple. Be prepared with emergency food kits from 4Patriots. Their long-lasting, delicious food options are specifically designed to provide you and your loved ones with the sustenance you need when you need it the most. 4Patriots survival food kits are hand-packed in the USA. They last 25 years. They come packed inside covert storage totes. They include a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. They've even got some snacks that are tasty. And they're backed by thousands of five-star customer reviews. Just go check out their website, 4Patriots.com, and read them for yourself. 4Patriots Survival Food is not just for natural disasters. Because in today's world of uncertain supply chains and unpredictable emergencies, it's more important than ever to have a backup plan. Whether it's a temporary power outage, a winter blizzard, or rising food costs, which we're all feeling that these days, right? You can rest easy knowing that you have a reliable source of food to see you through it. And right now, you can go to 4 and use this exclusive code, LEADHEAD, all caps, LEADHEAD, one word, to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, not just their food kits. So go check them out, 4 
Use the code LEADHEAD to get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food. That's 4Patriots.com, guys. Use the code LEADHEAD and get that 10% off. But use those codes, Mission First Tactical, LEADHEAD, 20% off, SEAL1, LEADHEAD, 25% off. Um, and I'll give you more throughout the show. So pay attention, listen. You're going to get the codes. You're going to get the discounts. So there we go. I want the prize pack. Well, you got to enter to win. Did you enter? Did you throw Firebird targets in that giveaway? Oh, Firebird target. That's the one I forgot. Yes. And, of course, it, a, a day at the range is not fun unless you're blowing shit up. So Firebird Damn. targets. Right. The winner is going to get – look at there. Tyler coming through, <laughs> baby. Yes. A day in the office is not complete without Firebird targets. <laughs> without Firebird targets. <laughs> yeah. Right. So much fun. So easy to do. Uh, are those are those like fifty state legal, or there's some states that ban those, restrict those? California, uh, they don't ship to California and New York City. New York City, you can't ship anything to New York City anymore, though. To be fair, yeah, you can't yeah. even send a letter to New York. Anymore. Any of the five boroughs, I think. So, yeah. Yes, Firebird so targets. So live there. Um, exactly. I was going to say something about the Firebird targets. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, yeah. Tun, Tun does a lot on his Instagram page with the Firebird, so you guys can go over there and check out his I antics. Blow shit up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, guys. So let's get into um, our jack wagon train. And I know Jason and... Tyler, did we do the jack wagons last time you were on? I believe we did. All right, yeah. so you kind of yeah. got an idea where we're going with this and what we're doing. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Gomer Pile. All right, the train has stationed. And we've got some jack wagons to take care of, and we've got some some heroes that we want to honor. Um, but real quick, uh, I've got to do this too because um, as we're recording this again, it's it's nine twenty one. So you know we're you're probably hearing us about a week week behind of news and stuff that we're probably going to be talking about. But our condolences and prayers go out to the uh, Jim Shockey family. His wife yeah. recently passed. I think today, actually, or, or yesterday. And um, I know you guys have heard me talk. He's he's supposed to have been on the show this month, but we've had to reschedule obvious, you know, for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, we're going to give him as much time as, as he needs. But looking forward to having him on still when he's ready to do it. Um, go show his family some love. You can go to his social media. I think they've made some posts and whatnot. Ava made a – I saw one of her posts there too so all right let's get into this jack wagons now so ton i, I think you probably got one i, I see Dude, you chomping at the bit I always got jack wagons. always got jack wagons so who's your jack wagon ton well leaving new mexico i come back into the world of cell phone signal and news and media and find out that Governor of New Mexico went straight communist. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that tree hugging fur Nazi asshole straight went off the bandwagon 
kissing ass to every retard out there <laughs> and went <laughs> Dude. And, and you're talking about uh, um banning the carry open or yeah con- let's just ban the constitution yeah uh, okay let's go full hello, out communist hello new china it's no longer new mexico it's new china well she got it's shot true. down you saw that right it yeah. was it was overruled, overturned. They're like you're full of shit, and she knew this going into it too. We talked about this last episode with uh, with Daniel, um, but yeah, and I can't remember what Whit, Whitmire or what's her name. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> she, uh, she needs to be impeached. She needs to be ghost. sent on her way and then shipped out of this country. And uh, the second move it makes is we're going to ban the first amendment so because of the protests no i'm like <laughs> how many more dumb moves are you going to make i mean let's you face are... it our first our first amendment rights are re- already being infringed upon constantly yeah. continuously every single day we are being I... squashed turned down shadow banned I mean, if, if there was Ever, ever the perfect poster child for Trojan condoms? There you go. <laughs> Congratulations. New Mexico, you produced the perfect poster child. <laughs> the governor, whatever her name is. Yep. We're it, not even going to say her name. No. <laughs> so it's interesting, though. In the New Mexico Constitution, it was actually written in several years ago that if a citizen's rights were infringed upon by the New Mexican government, there is a mechanism for them to sue the state of New Mexico up to $2 million per incident. Nice. Per person? Per person. $2 million per person per incident? Correct. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So there are people lining up in Albuquerque right now to sue her. Uh, I, I hope the whole, the whole state does. Yeah. That, hmm. But then, you know... What good's that going to do? And then they go bankrupt, and then you know, then we're just going to have to bail them out with our taxpayer dollars. So, I don't think I will. Well, I, unfortunately, you ain't got a say so. Did you have a say so with all these billions of dollars that are going to Ukraine when no, they should I be going not. to Hawaii and Florida and you know all our um, disaster exactly. areas, stricken areas? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Once again, another child that was not left behind. That one should have been left behind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But have you heard that they did like an audit of all this money that they're sending to Ukraine and they overpaid them like, I don't know, $4 billion or something, one of the payments? Some ridiculous number. Yeah, yeah, some ridiculous number, and then they just turn around and give it right back to them. Yeah, but we need more money. Really. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's just print more. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. I mean, no. we we are in World War Three right now. Oh. I mean, people. This is. I mean, you look at World War Two, how it started, and the precusp to that. I mean, this is this is exactly how it started, and this is what we're doing again. History repeats never itself. Never ends. <laughs> it's just never ends. An endless cycle, but it just burns me up. All the the 
billions of dollars and and all the money that they're giving these illegal immigrants that come in. Oh, dude. And they gave the citizens of Hawaii $700 each. And Oh yeah. These but, immigrants are getting like 2,000, 3,000 and a cell phone and a laptop and a place to say welcome to Texas. And medical, come on over. And medical care. Yep. And you know, our social security. You know, people on social security that are drawing stories aren't getting that much. Dude, and I busted my hand again. Been, no, that's still. <laughs> I can't get a surgery appointment because they're booked up. When did you do that to your hand? Uh, what's well, been five months? What did you do? The ten, I blew the tendon out of the center of my middle finger. Oh my gosh! Ton can't even properly flip people off anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he couldn't before, but he definitely can't now. That is so jacked up. When it's a two-handed operation, it just kind of loses its I mean, luster. It looks like the Mississippi River, your finger does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's been five, four or five months, and they're like, oh, we're overbooked. We can't get you into the surgery center. Oh, my gosh, dude. And I was like, cool. And we were supposed to come home and get the surgery done. On the drive back, they canceled the appointment again. For what reason? They didn't give you one, did they? They don't have to. Overbooked. But if Overbooked. you if you cancel it, then they charge you. Oh yeah. You get charged. Mm-hmm. Redonkulous. All right, what about what about uh we'll go to Tyler next. You got any jack wagons? Sure, sure yeah. Um a good one. This pertains a ton. He's gonna nod very <laughs> profusely when I say this. Um, we're going to go with the Guinness Book of World Records or whatever the Guinness organization, because they apparently no longer recognize um, anything gun related. That's a world record that is not like some kind of uh, sanctioned sporting type events like, like an Olympic ISSF, thing or something. Ten meter stuff. That's really all they recognize any longer. Um, yeah. So uh, jack wagons. Guinness. Go Guinness, suck it. Guinness Book Straight of assholes. World yeah. Records. Is that a that's just a private organization anyway, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they uh denied me for over a year when we were trying to set this up. Do you have But they you, took my money. Oh, they you got to pay them? You got to pay to actually put in the application to see if they come out and recognize it as a world record. And they won't tell you why they won't recognize it, but they said, oh, you've been denied. And this says, gives you a chance to resubmit. So I said, okay, maybe I did some paperwork wrong. Maybe I didn't get the size of the target right. Maybe I didn't send the right topographical map, the layout of everything. I mean, it's hours of laying out everything. And nope, it was denied a second time. So we actually called someone at Discovery and had them call another location to find out why we were not getting recognized. And what happened was we actually got the phone call them saying, Hey, they do not recognize any firearm related air gun related, any kind of shooting sports unless it's indoor 10 meter it's like the only air gun yep. related thing they recognize. Probably any of the Olympic firearm events that still are shot, are, they recognize as well. Yep, but they will take your money without telling you so people can keep sending in the money trying so, to get world So records. each time you resubmit, you got to pay? Oh, yeah. How much is it? 
I think I only spent like a hundred bucks trying like 50 bucks each time, unless you go for an, an existing record, then it's like 150. Which the, the messed up part of this is that it is technically an existing record. They, yeah. they just have no desire to continue to. So they've got an air gun record update. on their books. Yes. Yes. But they have no intention of intention. continuing that or, or, or uh, yeah. observing or uh, recognizing any challenges to that record. Yeah, because the first time it was 75 bucks that I had to do, they, I thought it was because, okay, I went after an existing, and they're like, oh, denial. And I'm, so we went through it, and we read through it with a couple of people, and they're like, well, maybe the parameters are different because you're using a different style air gun, or it's a single shot, single load. We went through everything, so I submitted it as a new record and got denied, and then after actually reaching out and talking to someone that works there, we found out they will take your money, but they will not ever accept anything gun or air gun related. Yeah. So I'm going through, I pulled up, I went to, I guess this is their website. Um, they have longest marathon rifle shooting. The longest rifle shooting marathon is 27 hours, five minutes. Um, shooting trap men. They've got a record for that. 1996. Shooting most bullseyes. Most consecutive bullseyes scored in target shooting is 1,530 by some Canadian. Video game. Somebody's pounding the way on that keyboard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and find it. Largest nude photo shoot. <laughs> That's they'll do the that. Category. They'll do the largest nude photo shoot, but they oh, won't. Yeah. They won't let you do a uh, an air gun. Um, ridiculous. Uh, ISF shooting trap individual men. Crazy, but yeah, they definitely jack wagons. They're they've joined the the Marxist liberal uh, bandwagon oh, yeah. there. I mean that it. For anybody to be non-political, it should be Guinness Book of World Records. You would for, think. for all the stupid shit that they have records for. You know? I bet they've got farting records. Let's look. <laughs> farting. <laughs> Oldest joke, according to search research led by somebody, a fart joke is the oldest joke. Longest career as a flatulist. The longest working flatulist is currently Mr. Methane, a.k.a. Paul somebody out of UK. <laughs> so they've got farting. They actually have farting records. <laughs> farting records. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That's ludicrous. But, you, but anything gun related? <laughs> no. And they they used to do it, but now they went. I mean, they can't use the you know the Trump card of oh it's dangerous and people could get hurt because you know they have all these crazy stunts that people do like you know evil can evil jumping over the Grand Canyon and you know shit like that. So that can't be an excuse as to why they yeah it's. 
All the more reason for us to start our own record books. Screw Guinness. They need to. They need to um, not be the monopoly on world records. Yeah, it's they're so freaking biased. It's like only if it fits their narrative. Like, well, obviously, else. it sounds like they're in it for the money too. It's oh, a, it's all a, a money a money game for them too. No, it's like it's like um, uh, apartments, and you know people have to pay for applications. You know when they apply for to, application fee. Yeah, an application fee, and you know they're turning those people down left and right, and I was like, for dude, any yeah, little pay, thing, so they'll have to pay that pay application to apply fee to, again to live here. Yeah, well, it's just like the who's who listing. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. You got to pay, you gotta to, pay to be on that, don't you? Yeah. Yes. You actually have to pay to be in that. So, all right, new guy, new guy, new guy, Jason. You kind of get the idea of what we're doing with jack wagons here? Yeah, I kind of grasp the concept. I okay. I don't have too many jack wagons in my world because I, I get rid of them pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> I own a backhoe. But, um, nice. My recent jack wagon is the, the, uh, the guys that run the Friends of the NRA – the fundraising side of the program. Okay. They have uh, introduced a new policy where their field reps don't get to carry firearms in their vehicle anymore. I what? don't know how they're going to do their job, to be honest with you. I mean, this is what they do. They they raise funds by raffling off guns. And if they can't carry firearms, that's going to make it a really difficult job. What? What? Yeah. yeah. You got to run that by me don't. again. This wait, is... wait, 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 wait. Do they mean carry as in like like taking a gun from location A to B for the raffle, or do they mean like carrying personal their personal gun? Like, or is it all, all of the above? All of the above. All the above. They work for the NRA, so in the state of Colorado, yeah, um, there's a guy that he's the only paid NRA employee in the state. He's the NRA in Colorado. Okay, he is not allowed to take from one location to another. Um, a firearm that he is using for fundraising. He has to give it to an FFL. That FFL now has to ship it two towns over, and he has to retrieve it from that FFL to run his event. Why Why do you think they're doing that? Somebody had something go walk about out of their car. But that's a knee-jerk reaction on a national scale Yeah, that the NRA should just be better than that. Oh, absolutely. We call that a Wayne LaPierre reaction. But then they're not letting them personal carry either, or just that? No firearms in an NRA vehicle right now. Now, if it's on your person and your person is in the vehicle, then you're in a company car. And the NRA is is banning the NRA, the National Rifle Association. The people who are supposed to be for our gun rights are denying their employees their constitutional right to carry. I'm not sure that they would admit to saying that exact phrase, but they cannot carry the firearms that they're using for fundraising. Well, is the Friends of the NRA separated in some way, shape, or form as an organization from the NRA? They are, but it's still the NRA. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's specifically, it's not like the NRA is telling their own employees you can't carry. It, it's it's friends of the NRA specific. Friends of the NRA and and this specific policy for now that we know about guns are using. Maybe yeah. the NRA has that policy too. Wow. Yeah, it's really funny how the friends of the NRA work. Uh, it's all NRA members running a 
sub company. A sub nonprofit NRA. Yeah, it's like sounds like sounds like money laundering to me. <laughs> it's that's what it sounds like to me. Bullshit. Yeah, but it's either stand up for your rights or get the fuck off the train. Agreed. Well, they can't get off the jack wagon train because they're on the jack wagon train now. So permanently. They, yeah, I mean, dude, one of these days they're either going to back us or go the fuck away. Agreed. Well, that's why we got these other organizations. Um, yep. There's plenty of other and organizations they're, they're that... they're growing. Other they're organizations? Or, or NRA? No, the other organizations. Yeah. No, absolutely, because people are jumping bored from the NRA. They're just like, screw them. They're giving them way yeah. too many opportunities. Yeah, they're going the way of Fox News. All right. Um, any more jack wagons? Jack wagons going once. Jack wagons going twice. Jack wagons are out of here. Let's do some heroes. Alyssa knows a thing or two about firearms. The gun store where she works and the folks she instructs would vouch for that. She spends most of her time on the range and in the classroom, teaching others about firearms and the fundamentals of shooting. On her days off, you'll likely catch her somewhere in the backcountry with her favorite firearm, a Kel-Tec KS-7. At just over 26 inches, this short, slim second cousin to the KSG is lighter, but no less lethal. The shotgun's 18.5-inch barrel offers plenty of velocity, and its ample magazine tube provides a healthy dose of firepower with its 7-plus-1 shell capacity, her go-to for home protection. Alyssa loves the carry handle and fiber optic sight she got on her first KS7, but is equally enamored with the Picatinny rail kit she put on her second. Why settle for one when you can add another to your already awesome collection of Keltecs? Innovation. Performance. Keltec. Let's honor some heroes now. Let's counter this Jack Wagoneriness with some people that are doing some good in our world, in our country. Oh, uh, one more Jack Wagon. Zelensky came back. Uh, to the United States begging for more money, uh, by the way. So, jack wagon. Just had to throw that in there. Why couldn't they put him in a stealth fighter that disappeared? <laughs> oh, there's another one that's stealth fighter. <laughs> there's a transponder in that plane. They know where the fuck it's at. Um, yeah, it's in Ukraine. Well, what about this? And I haven't read you know, a lot about it. I've just been listening to... Um, the people in the news talk about it, but the pilot ejected and it it still flew another like sixty miles or something on its own, like on autopilot or something. <laughs> Which I mean, sixty miles for a jet going, you know, however fast it's going, it isn't much. I mean, it could could have been on its descent down to crash too. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but that just yeah. <laughs> sounds like premature ejection to me. <laughs> oh my god, he went right there. I'm nice. Right there. <laughs> Boom! Boom! All right, I had to get that in. All right, heroes. Who's your? Who's got a hero? I do. Who's your hero? My wife for putting up with all of my shit. <laughs> like oh, you're in for, trouble, aren't you? Like forever, or just this week. This week's no, just forever. I mean, this week's she shit. Has literally, and Tyler and Jason can both. Attest to the amount of crap I pull on a daily basis, bad jokes, tormenting her 
relentlessly, and she takes it so well. I mean, you even left you. You've been on the phone when I make all my horrible jokes and torment her. Well, I've got to admit, though, um, what you guys did was it yesterday D- doing the water the water park for the kids. Yeah. I, I mean, you I guys are heroes, definitely to your kids. I know if your kids were on here, you would be a hero today by taking them to the water park. Looked like you guys had a good time. Eight hours of water park. Are you serious? Children. You were there eight Everybody. hours? Holy mother of God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Eight hours. So was it just was it just your kids or did they have like a whole gang of other kids? That- no, we just took our kids and we went to the Great Wolf Lodge for Levi, Tyler's best friend. He's my buddy, and he. I asked Levi for his fourth birthday. What did you want to do for your birthday? He said, "I want to go and have a splash pad." He wanted to go to a splash pad. I said, "Do you want?" friends over he wanted tyler but i said tyler has to work he said okay (laughs) (laughs) and he's he's like well i just want me and my brother to go play at the splash pad at the park so so i talked to the wife and we're like no let's take him to the indoor water park and just let him have the time of his life so we went to the great wolf lodge the indoor water park Wave pool, water slides, ice cream, pizza, anything and everything he's ever wanted. Eight hours. I still smell chlorine, bro. And I thought I was going to be like, cool, I'm too fat to get on these rides because there's a weight limit. No. Oh, my gosh. They didn't break? They're like, no, they didn't break. Do we have, do like, we have video of you going down any of these water slides? Why has that not made it to your Instagram page? I saw the ones of uh, the kids doing it, but... Yeah, the ones the kids did? Y- you. We, we want to see you coming down a water slide. Because they, they actually said... I said, I took him up to the top because he wanted me to walk him up to the top. He's like, Daddy, can you take me up there? So I walked him up to the top of the water slide, and I said, I'm too big. And the lady's like, it's okay. You can go, too. He's like, let's <laughs> race. I was like... And then it started. Eight hours of racing down water slides. Wave pools. Wow. And know what? Well, there you go. When you're, you when you're deserve small, to be a hero for that. I'm like, fat body hurts against plastic, bro. <laughs> but we got we to gotta see the videos. I got to see the videos. It's Let me be see if I have one. It was, it was brutal. It was a... <laughs> it was a... Yeah. My wife really enjoyed it. She decided to grab my phone and film. Well, good for her. So yes. we've got proof. We've got proof of Tun doing the water yeah. slide. Thanks. All right. Yeah, as you're looking for was, that, let's go to Tyler. Tyler, you got any heroes? Yeah, I'm going to throw one out of left field just because uh, while I was at the uh, the Lucid Optics Ballistic Summit, I, I witnessed a few pretty incredible acts. Um, but the one I will call out that does deserve mention is, uh, is Rob Pincus himself. Oh my gosh. Rob Pincus. Lacing a nine millimeter round on a white Buffalo target at 1123 yards. 
Um, by the way, if nobody's ever watched somebody shoot a pistol that far, I was just like sitting directly behind all these people that were trying it. So what 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 everybody does is they they, you know, index the pistol out to the target, and like get their sights lined up with the target, and then go like this. Yeah. And then there there was a good like 10, 15 mile an hour wind, so everybody just goes. And then pulls the trigger. It is a wild thing to watch, um, and there were there were some amazingly close shots. But but to, to actually have somebody connect uh, when you're probably aiming the equivalent of 300 yards off of the target is just. Let me try. It was a hell of a thing to witness. We've been trying that shot for five years. Yeah, that's crazy. That was a tradition. Oh yeah. So yeah, we we it's twenty dollars to play. You get five shots. Yeah. And we usually ended up giving the money that was generated to the housekeeping crew. Um, nice. So it's a ballistic summit tradition. And this year, Mr. Pincus did connect. Mr. Pincus. Look, yeah, that's the only time ever I'll Rob. call him that. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, that was Rob. weird. So uh, how many semi shots did take him? It was on his fifth. You got it on the very last one. I huh? think it was his, I, it was third. it was the third or fourth. Yeah. It was his third shot. I don't think shot. he shot all five. Did he not? I don't nope, think it was so. his third shot. Huh. Did, okay, so his third shot. Did anybody video that? Oh, there's I video did. of it, yep. I oh. did on his phone. Oh, I'm sure he's posted it then. I'll have to oh, yeah, yes. several places. Yeah. yeah, he's proud of that. He'll remix it and post it again. You're going to see that from him forever. That'll be once a <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what gun was he using? Which gun? The PD-10. He was using yeah. his? His. Yep. His new PD-10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're never going to hear the end of that now. <laughs> Has he released that yeah. yet? Oh, yeah. yeah it's out there. Okay. I didn't know. I mean, it's 15 years and in the making, so. To his credit, when it came time to collect the money, um, he took his $20 back but donated the rest of the housekeeping crew. That cheap ass. So. <laughs> he don't need $20. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, good for him. Yeah. So what do you got here? What do you got here, Ton? What are you going to show us? It's brutal. Is is this you it's on the water slide? me and my son racing. Down the water slide. That's little Levi. Oh, my God. I hope you're not right behind him. He better <laughs> right. get You're going to kill him. <laughs> there oh, he is. is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you go down head first? No, no, feet first. He did. Did you get stuck? Admit it. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. They leave it open just in case someone fat like me comes down. And y'all went down at the same time. He left a he he left a little earlier. They said let him. And I was like, but <laughs> my like, boy is a gangster because he goes down backwards because he says it's scarier backwards. So if you watch him go down. Yeah, I saw that video that you posted. Uh, yep. He goes down backwards because it's scarier that way. Yeah, tell him to go down head first. That's real scary. Oh, he did. We went down the big one in the dark tunnel head first because he says you can catch air that way. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you catch air? Did you flatten out the bump? Dude, I caught air <laughs> and bounced. It still hurts. Dude. Caught your back? I caught my back, my ribs. My legs, my hip, my hip and my back. Well, maybe it could have straightened up your finger if you'd have hit it just right. 
You know how they, people who get kicked by donkeys, they go cross-eyed, but then they kick them again. And they... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your support, bro. Uh, I love you. Mean it. Feeling it. All right. Any more heroes? Anybody else we need to to honor? Well, I I got to say I spent the last weekend around a whole bunch of them. We held a uh, disabled veterans pronghorn antelope hunt. Oh, nice. I uh, run an organization called Vet Healing Adventures. And we had 23 veterans out, and they all tagged out Saturday opening day. Um, we bring them out. We house them. We feed them. We uh, take them on the adventure just to let them forget their daily for a minute. Yeah. So just a little bit way that we give back. So and what's, Vet Healing Adventures. Those guys are heroes. What's the name of the, the organization? Vet Healing Adventures. Vet Healing Yes, definite heroes. And do they have a website? They do. Yep. VetHealingAdventures.org. Dot org. And is um, is this something that people can donate to? Absolutely. If they choose to. Okay. So there you go, Leadheads. Go check out that organization. Sounds like a worthwhile. Are they nationwide or they just do stuff there in Wyoming? Our events here in Fremont County, but we do work with other folks nationwide. The E3 Ranch, a couple guys out of Florida that are on a fishing charter type of boat. Um, so like when a Wyoming vet applies, not that they're any less deserving, but in Wyoming, you can draw your own tag. We don't need to go and get one donated to you. Right. Right. So what we do is with those guys, we'll put them on like camp Atterbury on their whitetail hunt, or we'll put them on a, a fishing charter in Florida. Regardless, they, they get an adventure out of the deal. Yeah. Hell yeah. And is it like a three, four day how long is it typically? Usually it's a you know one day type of deal, but it's uh, usually three or four days by time, and they travel and get their with their guide and do the meet and greet, and it takes a few days. Yeah, and how many did you say went on this one? Twenty three. Twenty three, and they all got their tags. They all got antelope. Yep. Nice, very nice. And do they get to they get to keep the meat and take it? It's with all them theirs. Yep. If they want the mounts, they can do all that too. They can do all that. Very cool. Yep. So do you do this once every year? It's an annual event, yes. Annual event. Okay. Well, very good. So I guess um, go to that website and get more information on, on that. And do they do any anything else, or is this, the, is, is this what they do? or there This other... is pretty much what we do. We have some deer and some elk hunts as well, but for the most part, our event's focused around the antelope hunt. Okay. How long have they been around, this organization? Um, well, this is our second year. Okay. Are you one of the founders? I am. Okay. Very good. Did you serve? I did not. I didn't have the honor. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't either. I just, just was curious. I don't think nope. any of us have, have we? No. Nope. No, but we are very thankful for those who, who are and have, definitely. Yes. Especially uh, this month, September 9-11. Um, we talked a little bit about that last episode. 22nd year of... Uh, since 9-11 man i can't believe it's been that long it just seems like Holy it was crap. just seems like it's been it was, a minute yeah it just seems like it's a couple of years ago definitely damn yeah 22 years that's a way to make a person feel I old was, quick i was 31 31 then yeah i can't count that far back that's math <laughs> well you don't have the fingers to do that either so I do too. <laughs> All right. And I do have a little video to play that 
our, one of our guests here is, is a hero. Yeah. Um, I put him on the three gun challenge at ballistic summit. Three gun challenge. He did an exceptional job. And what Um, is the three gun challenge? Yep. He had to run a three gun stage against all the media folks. Uh huh. And, uh, this is, you know, the active sports is not necessarily his thing. Motherfuckers. (laughs) But I will say as a, as a guy doing it, he is a hero because he didn't quit. Not one little bit. So you have to take a break. Got a second. Let's just go ahead and indulge this. Have you got it on your computer? Uh, I can get it there. Pull it up on your computer and then you can share your screen. Oh, this is even so much help, more you, helpful. You do a share screen and then we can have it for, for our audience. Laughing, Tyler. And everybody can see this. So as you're as you're doing that, tell us about this summit. What what is this summit that you're talking oh, about? Oh, sure. So the Ballistic Summit, um, every year Lucid Optics hosts a media event. Um, what we do with this media event is try and bring smaller manufacturers together that, that don't get the media attention like they should. Yeah. You know, they're not the big, huge names. And I bring media in to make a focused event where they eat with these guys. They, um, they're forced to share, interact with them. Share drinks and cigars, and, and they're forced to be right there with them. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a it's a four day event. Sounds fun. We we shoot a bunch of guns. We drink a lot of booze. Uh, it's very social, right? And if you'd like to come out next year, I think you probably should. I told him about it. <laughs> I invited you. Yeah, but you didn't really invite. You just told me about it. No, I invited you, and same like always. Well, I don't know. I got to do editing. <laughs> Sounds just like me. I got I to go to the gym. So how long have you been doing it? And what is it called again? The, the Ballistic Summit. So Ballistic it was our fifth Summit. annual this year. I like that. Yeah. We get together and shoot a bunch of guns and learn about new products and make sure the media writes and talks about it. Yeah. 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 I've, uh, there used to be a couple of uh, other events like that that I attended in the past, but they just kind of fizzled out. But those yeah, were always exactly. my funnest where it was just a small it was a smaller group and it was a hand picked group. Right. You know, it wasn't like this like this thing I'm gonna go to next week, the Iraq veteran YouTube shoot. You know, they just yeah. let I mean it's kinda still an invitation only, but still they, they let a lot of people out there. But it's everybody's there. It's yeah. a it's a big fun shoot now. Yeah. Yeah, it's still fun. I mean, I have have a good time, but yeah, I like the the more personal. I love Eric. Like Big Three East. Big Three East used to be that way. I don't know if you ever heard of Big Three East. Uh, C.J. Johnson used to put that on down in uh, Florida, and uh, that was always a good time. But it was smaller, more intimate. You know, everybody shot together, ate together, drank together. All right, so. How do you do this window sharing thing? All right, so down at your bottom of your screen, it should say share screen. Okay. Click that. This is going to suck. And then click the screen I want to share. And then click the screen you want to share. Share screen. Um, It hasn't done anything yet. Share that screen. Here it goes. Technology. All right. So now I see a beautiful mountain. That's a nice picture. 
It is nice. Okay, and without further ado, sorry, Todd. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Turn the volume up. Is it playing? It is playing. Okay. No, no we can't screen. see it. No, we can see Thank the God. mountain. We'll give it a minute here. All right, so as that, as we're waiting on that, we, we may bring that up. Uh, oh, it's... Here in a minute. It's going to be brutal. Go ahead and, and stop sharing your screen, Jason. Okay. How's that? There we go. Now we're back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into talking about... <laughs> you're holding it up on the phone. Has that been posted anywhere yet? No. On, on, on the Meads? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll check my email here. Just remind me, check my email, and I'll see if it's on there. Uh, but we'll show it to, to everybody. But, yeah, get the yeah. Uh, train out of here, Gunny. Um, any more heroes, or is that all our heroes? That's the heroes. Okay, there's our heroes. I don't really have any heroes right now. I'm, I'm bitter, and I'm mad at everybody. So I don't... <laughs> I'd be mad at the gym. <laughs> I love the gym. The gym's great. I'd be mad at the tanning bed. Uh, see, I haven't touched the tanning bed for I can months. tell. I can see the gun stands behind you. You see that? <laughs> Through your arm. <laughs> Translucent. No, not everybody's got head-to-toe tats. To Damn straight. To look... Uh, That's devotion, bro. Tanned. All right, so we want to talk about this world record shot. I mean, whether this... Guinness, Guinness recognizes it or not, you did it. It's a world record. And what was the previous record? Well, and this the is an air gun. Recognized one, I think, was about fourteen hundred yards in that ballpark uh, by by somebody that that Ton and I are, are both good friends with, uh, Chris Turek, uh, up north air gunner on YouTube, um, with an Air Force Texan uh, noted as well. Um, there's been recently, about a week before, I think, Ton and I actually went out to the summit. Um, there was a guy in the Czech Republic, actually, that posted a video uh, of him shooting at a mile. Yeah, but but a thousand tries don't, doesn't count. Uh, it was, I mean, I, of course, video editing, but I, I don't know. A thousand the tries does not count, sorry. I, I don't think it was a thousand tries, but uh, it, that's okay. It's... Uh, <laughs> So that was, I guess, the... So let's talk about this. Are there rules? What are the rules and who sets the rules for... No rules. ...for these these long... Because I went out on one with Charlie Melton. You guys know who Charlie Melton is? Charlie Charlie Mike Precision. And he was trying to do like a five-mile shot. And... um, Cod. Who? Wow. Yeah. Five-mile. Yeah. That's a Um, long shot. Yeah, they're they're using a modified shy tax called a Tejas, the Tejas round. Yeah, Brad Brad Starr developed that. Holy smokes, um, bro! And they were using that round. I think it was a four. I can't remember exactly. It was a four something. But we were shooting twenty twos. We were shooting fifties. But he was using a specific specific round. And I just you know I just remember you know he was shooting just like. Straight up, but he was getting all around the target. He was even flying the target on some of them. We just couldn't get it like right on target because um, you guys know the the optics. They've only got so much elevation in them. 
And then, you know, for a shot like that, there's just nothing that exists. So they had these tacos, these reflective mirrors that they would add to this to give them extra elevation and yeah, prism system. Yeah, yeah. prism system. Yeah, exactly. And like on the second attempt on that, it broke. <laughs> so the rest of the day was just, you know, just trying to okay. walk it in, you know, kind of deal. But um, I don't know. They were if, doing it wrong. They were doing it wrong. <laughs> they didn't have you there, right? They didn't have tons. No, they don't use they don't use the redneck way. But you're using an <laughs> air gun, also. You're using a different mm-hmm. a different system, different weapon system, or I don't know if you call because, it a weapon. I don't because they it a gun they system. use math. They were using. There was a lot of eggheads out there, and they were using some math. They were doing some calculations, and you know all this stuff. Yeah, they use math. Tun, Tun didn't even give Jason and I the opportunity to use math because he didn't even know how fast the gun was shooting. He uh, there were there were so many variables involved here um, that really, when you think about it, make the the fact that he hit this thing yeah. so much more incredible because he really didn't do the due diligence that. You probably should. He just do took to everything for granted, successful. right? He just took it for granted. But the the distance that Ton was attempting and he made was two thousand fifty eight yards, which yep. is one point one six nine three one eight miles. So a little over yeah. a mile, almost one point two miles. So that's a lot. I mean, for an air gun, and people think air gun shot an air gun that far. So we want to talk about all the equipment, everything that went behind it, the caliber, you know, the bullet, everything that that you guys used to make this happen. And this was out in, said, New Mexico? Yes. How did you choose the location? How did you choose New Mexico as the the place to do this? Well, when we were at the Ballistic Summit, we were already at the NRA's Whittington Center, which is 37 square miles of shooting ranges. And they had a ELR range, um, which hosts the king of two miles. So we already had the range available to us. Okay. So that was that was kind of the deciding factor there yeah. for that. Um, it was – the range was there. There was going to be enough media there because he's holding Ballistic Summit. So you did this and during Ballistic Summit? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it does, two, it does multiple things for you. There's enough people that will call you on your bullshit. Got witnesses. That, yeah, you got witnesses everywhere. And writers, press, everybody. And being an air gunner, they were calling it a poof at the beginning. A poof? They got their guns go bang, ours go poof. I said, all right. Well, I'm going to play and the video for our, our audience here in just in just a minute, and it didn't go poof. <laughs> No, (laughs) and it's the, when you want to make sure that it gets documented and there's, there's always going to be the trolls out there, the basement keyboard warriors that are stained with Cheetos and Mountain Dew that have never seen the sunlight that are going to say they could do it. I love Cheetos and Mountain Dew. (laughs) <laughs> we know. <laughs> Especially but the jalapeno Cheetos. Go ahead. <laughs> there's going to be those people that are already, always going to say, you know what? You're going to have the naysayers. You're going to have the people that are just yeah. 
Always negative. Nancy's. Everything's negative. Yeah. Everything's negative. Nothing ever happens. The world's flat. Yeah. Yeah. The government so you, loves you us. combated that by doing this during the summit where you've got a slew everybody of there. media people and Rob Pinkus. Everybody there. I wanted center fire people there. <laughs> Anybody that could call you on your bullshit if something happened. I wanted everybody there. Why we not had everybody there. And you had everybody there. So another reason. And and does the summit always happen in New Mexico at this facility? Is that yes. You, okay. So you don't ever you don't travel around for the summit. It's always boom right there. It's a unique facility where you have housing and all the ranges and ability to run down to their pro store and get something if you need it. I mean, it's one of those. If you're doing an event like this with firearms oriented, it's one of very few in the country that can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so that's how you chose the location. Introducing our new belly band holster. Whether you're hitting the gym or running a quick errand, our belly band is one of the most comfortable and safest ways to carry your firearm. The center section allows you to carry most common pistols. Left or right-handed, this has you covered. A hard laminate trigger shield protects the firearm's trigger from unwanted intrusion giving you ease of mind while carrying every day. Two elastic sleeves give you the flexibility to carry other everyday items, such as spare mats, flashlight, knife, or pepper spray. Two zippered pockets run on both sides, offering the option to carry smaller items, such as money, cards, or keys. Flush fit on your lower back or waist, easily keeping your setup discreet no matter how you choose to carry. Utilizing 3D spacer mesh, these channels allow for exceptional and efficient airflow, giving you maximum comfort and keeping you cool. Carry whenever you want, how you want, with our new belly band holster. Available now. Go to missionfirsttactical.com, use the code LEADHEAD for an exclusive listener-only 20% discount. Um, yeah, and I and how, can sight in huh? at 100. You could take it all the way out to four. Then you could take it out to 600 on one range. Then you move from that range. Once you know you got roughly a zero, you could take it to the next next range and take it out to 11 plus, 11, 23, mm-hmm. depending on what bench you're on. And then once we had confirmation that you hit there, then you go to the big boy range where you can go out to two miles. Yeah. How big is this facility? 37 square miles. miles. 37 37 square miles. Okay. So plenty plenty of room for this. Yep. Definitely. We were only planning on doing 1450 is what the original plan was. Okay. So let's talk about your original plans. How long was this in in the making, in the planning? Well, I discussed it with Jason when we were at last summit last year at this time. I said, no, it'd be fun. I had taken the 45 Texan last year. I went to summit and it was just first time out there showing off the air guns and that was the first time I've had a place where I can actually stretch an air gun out and see how far it could go Mm -hmm. 
So for shits and giggles, I tried to hit the white buffalo at 11 and change, depending on where you're sitting, with the 45 Texan. And it took me seven shots, and I finally hit it. I hit it a couple times with the 457 shooting 350 grains. Mm-hmm. And do you have sudden, that? Do you have that round there? Can you hold that up and show us what it what that looks like? That's that a chocolate four fifty seven. Yep, three hundred sixty five grain four fifty seven. And that's what you use for this shot. That's what I used for last year's. Last year's, okay. Yeah, that was last year's shot. What'd you use for this year? Well, this year, he actually had conversations with us, and we built something kind of special in a Shaw barreled um, Texan in a thirty cal. Um, we agonized over twist rates and bullet projectiles, and he ended up with uh, Mister Hollow Points. Hollow Point, yeah, thirty cal, a one fifty fives, I believe. A hundred fifty five grain three oh eight. Uh, hold that up to the other one and just show the the comparison because that one's quite a bit smaller than yeah. than that one. Your big sausage fingers. <laughs> so that the one on the I guess it'd be your left kind of looks like a nine mil, and the other one kind of looks like a two two three five five six. Well, it's it's. 450 set 45 versus 308, right? Like, yeah. That's, you know, most people. Is that what it is? Okay. 45. Yep. Just yep. right. yep. a little difference. Yeah. yeah. So. Why did you decide uh, to, to go to that, that uh, bullet size? Because once I realized I could hit the, the white buffalo at over 1,100. I wanted to chase Chris Turek's record that's been there for almost five years. And this, Chris, and did he do it at this facility? Did he make? Did no. He, he did it somewhere else? Okay. Yeah, I wanted to chase his record. So that's when I left and I reached out to Guinness. And while I was reaching out to them and waiting for a response, I was like, okay, I'm going to start the process of figuring out, talking to Jason, talking to Shaw talked to Tyler a few times and he kind of does this what the hell is going on in your head look that 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 look like like, <laughs> and I'm like I'm gonna do this and the few people I talked to was like what the hell are you thinking I was planning on just doing 1400 to 1500 just so I could beat the record yeah because I And I had planned on it. I had taken the gun out, that gun, and taken it out to a few of my buddies' ranchers here in Texas, put it out at a stock tank where I can see about a thousand yards to the stock tank and mortared it in just to make sure it would get there. Mm-hmm. And floated pieces of cardboard and floated stuff out there just to see if I can hit the target yeah, just see I'll, if it okay, would make it yeah yeah just be consistent because i knew i was consistent 
I would shoot if I could shoot three, four rounds inside a clay pigeon at 500. I was like, I was good. I said everything after that. I pretty much knew I had it. I still never ran it over the chronograph. <laughs> I talked to a few people, bought an inline uh, inline regulator. You need science. <laughs> yeah, science is for pussies. I bought this really fancy inline regulator because they said you got to make sure your air pressure is filled up the same every time for consistency. I got it about a month ago. I never used it. I tried to figure it out when the day we got up there and I couldn't figure it out. So I left it in the bag. Um, Jason brought the chronograph out for us to figure out the math of it all. And if you guys need to correct his story as he's telling it, you know, or add no, to... No, he's, he's on point so far. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I just see yeah. your head shaking like... <laughs> yeah, all of the things we would have done differently, he didn't do. He didn't do, yeah. Yeah, I spilled two bags of ammo all over the bottom of the bag, so Tyler and I were putting it all back in because I had sorted ammo. Some of it was sized to 10,000s difference for velocity. Because I noticed some shot a little hotter. So I spilled the bags the day before. So we just stuffed them back in bags and guessed. So you didn't know which ones you were getting? I knew what weight he was shooting. He just it, it, he had pre-sized a bunch of them. So like sorting right. to say, oh yeah, like this is these are the same size. So I'll get consistent results, right? right. Um, because most of these are, are either cast or swaged and, and they're not. There can be a little bit of a variance that can cause a, a, a fairly big difference once you start to push out to real long distance. Um, did you? But he just threw caution to the wind on that one, you know. After spilling them all, did you said, cast them yourself, or did you just buy no, some? Mr. Hollowpoint did it all. Mr. Hollowpoint. The, the point is, is he mixed up with the ones that he separated? Yeah, yes. from the ones yeah, that, I get that. Yeah. weren't yeah. inspected. So and, all that went out the door. Yeah. Yep, they're made by Pure Awesome. Mr. Hollowpoint. Okay. So so the this all came about because you wanted to beat this other guy's record. Yeah. So you started talking about it last year and you've been planning for about a year for this. Yeah. So we got the barrel came in. I've been shooting it with a different barrel and different uh, twist rate up until about a month ago. Mm -hmm. That's when the other barrel came in, right, Jason? About a month yeah, ago? It was there when I was there. So that was July. And did you have it so, custom made, special made, just for this, this shot? Yeah, I just had, I called up Shaw because I wanted a threaded barrel so I could put a muzzle brake on it. I never did put it on. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, also, so I could mount a can on it. What was I your twist rate? One in one in fourteen. You did a one in four. And how long is the barrel? Thirty-six inch barrel. Thirty-six inch barrel. One in fourteen. And you're shooting the one hundred fifty-five grain, Mister Hollow Point Spitzers. One hundred fifty-five. And how grain. fast? <laughs> so it, it was shooting in Texas. This is all after the fact, by the way. Uh -huh. It was shooting in Texas at around a thousand feet a second. A I would elevation. imagine 
um, it was probably pushing closer to 1050, maybe 1080 when we were in New Mexico because yeah. of the elevation. But none of this stuff's important for a world record, just as long as you hit the target, right? They, doesn't doesn't, doesn't matter, matter about all the yeah, other shit, right? It all geeks out, but it's pass fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tons just just throwing up layups. <laughs> yes. Well, it, so it's a, it's a the 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 rifle's a Air Force Texan. It's on that platform, but it, outside of the barrel, tons also running a carbon fiber bottle on the back of it instead of the normal aluminum bottle that you would get on a 308. Yeah. Um, and that allows him to to bump up the fill pressure on the gun, which is going to push things a little bit faster. Okay. So you get so higher this pressure. This is not necessarily a standard Stop. setup, but pretty. It's fairly close. Yeah. But when you're yeah, going you for extremes like the this, projectile too, that gains you some pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So the tank. What kind of what kind of pressure were you getting out of the tank? Thirty six twenty five. Thirty-six twenty-five, and what's the aluminum's typically? Three thousand. Okay, so you're getting a little extra boost there, which yeah. I mean, you need it. And as far as world record, that's fine, right? I mean, it's oh yeah, it's, it's not cheating it's, or anything like that, right? Nope. And you can actually anybody can build this setup. You can actually order all the parts on our website to do this. Yeah. It it was just me playing around at the shop just tinkering and modifying this here modifying that there no it was literally i want this off the shelf and this off the shelf change valve put it in and order the barrel go can you grab that gun and bring it up closer yeah for people to see and this is the texan is that what we're calling this yep but true to ton's style um he had a concept in his head and no real roadmap of how to get there. So you he, guys enter you guys, and you help him. Well, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> so what is this called? The Texan. Yeah, mm-hmm. Texan three hundred eight. Texan three hundred eight. And so we see the air tank. Is that the carbon fiber one? Yeah, that's yep. the carbon fiber tank. Okay, and. Um, we haven't talked optics yet, and I'm assuming that's the Lucid that's on there, and we'll we'll Correct. talk about that uh, in just a minute. Uh, what's the overall weight of that? Would you say without the optic on it? Looks pretty. Oh, the gun, the gun by itself, without any of the stuff Ton has on it, is probably in the s- seven pound range. Around seven pounds. Yeah, but which is not a, bad with know, a barrel that and and when he when he was shooting it, he had a their rock lock weight system that he's showing you now. So I, I would say all told, the gun's probably closer to maybe eleven or twelve pounds. Yeah, uh, once that's you know you're stuff. That's four and a half pounds right there. Just this. Yeah. Yeah. So the gun's twelve pounds, with not a little more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And let's uh, trigger. Did you do anything with the triggers? Is this the stock trigger? Stock. Don't really need to do anything with that. The the one other thing to call out there though is the is the mounting rail that the scope is on. So yeah. normally you have an eleven millimeter dovetail, which is what Ton has mounted an adjustable droop compensating rail on. Um, that rail is adjustable from I believe twenty MOA of adjustment to one hundred and twenty MOA. 
So we ran that at a, at 120 because that after shooting it out to 600 with, I believe, 50 MOA in it, um, it was very clear that we, we were going to need all of the all of the adjustment. And yeah. you, you run a reel like that to gain you some travel back in your turret system yeah. and the field of view in the reticle. Uh, but with 120 on this thing, um, you were zeroed at like 1450 when we bottomed the turret out. What they said. <laughs> what they said. Now, did you have it? Did you have the target in the optic? Could you see it? Or did you have to go up above the. Oh, no, I was way out of it. Yeah, so you weren't even. I... No, you don't need to see the target to hit a target. <laughs> Uh, apparently he, he was referencing off the bottom of the field of view on the reticle tree um and and the i'm talking about a reticle piece not the physical landmass piece he used a tree as reference after i gave him a call where his first shot fell short yeah i would say were you even aiming at that target or were you thinking you were aiming somewhere else and you just happened to hit no, i'm just kidding no what i all i did was he gave me a he told me where i hit so i measured the burned out tree where i landed yeah and I zoomed in the scope so I fit the tree between two of the lines on the, the reticle and used that as a ruler to measure how far up I needed to get to the target and then used that to measure how, far, how high above it I needed to get. So then you my used, windage marks. You used new math. Okay. Yeah, then I used my <laughs> windage marks to tell me how far off I was. What I were the winds, by the way? None. Oh, it, yeah. it was pretty still. We got. We didn't we have any real out. airflow. It was. I got quiet. out. I got out of the truck, and the cigar smoke was going straight up, straight up. So I went and grabbed some sand and poured it out of my hand, and it was going, sh- not even a wisp, just straight down. So that's when I made the call. He's like, "It's." He said, "It was fourteen fifty to that next target." I said, "No." I said, "Well, how far is the next one?" He's like, "Roughly." just over 2000 and it was a little bit of a laugh i said cool i want that one (laughs) what was the elevation uh the bench sat around 7200 feet where was the target you know the elevation Um, of the target yeah it was probably another 100 feet higher so 7300 feet up the canyon okay but in a mile out i mean winds can change so did you have wind references out there too i can look out there and you could Branches see the gra- tops of the grass, and everything was still. I looked at the trees on the hillside. So you just had the perfect still. day. It was nice, still. dead calm environment. Yeah, it was also it was also early morning. So I, you know, I think by the time we left, the winds had started kicking up a little bit. Yeah, but I think Jason made a really good call in getting us out there. You know, pretty much, uh, you know, as as a. Uh, as early as as was reasonable with the amount of alcohol that had been flowing the night before, <laughs> <laughs> and and that certainly helped a lot. Yeah, you know, it's a uh, lefty to, to to put it in perspective for you. When Tun got off the bench after he made the shot, he he goes, "Okay, I left the scope where I was aiming," and so I just like real quick just poke my head down and look through the scope, and I see the top of the tree line, which is a couple hundred feet above the target, right, and sky. So in terms of where he was aiming, he's aiming at the sky. Yeah, aiming yeah. at the horizon. Nice. And that you know, it brings me back to the shoot I went with Charlie, and, I mean, that's pretty much what he was doing. I mean, at one point, you know, the, 
the sun was like really bright, so we had canopies. And uh, at one point, he he shot the canopy. <laughs> that was oh wow. That was I mean that's how yeah you know how much of an angle just basically straight up that that we were shooting is yeah it so you're just lobbing them in there is what you're doing you're just yeah it's a mortar and it helps because. I'm not looking at the target, so I'm relying on everybody else to give me the call. I'm relying on Jason to tell me where it lands. So I know where the tree is that I'm aiming, I'm holding on. I have my reference points with all the marks in the scope. On the first impact, he told me where it was at. I went straight down to the point of impact, used the reticle as a ruler, and just measured up. And then my windage marks gave me how much I had needed to hold over went back to that same tree and started dialing it in and I was able to hit in four hits put on steel let's do this I think we've teased our listeners I know let's play the video because you've got you've actually got got this and if you guys want to go to tons Instagram uh, I'm sure that pyramid air has it I'm sure lucid has it on theirs as well. It's- even up on my YouTube channel, the full video is oh, up is on, it on YouTube. YouTube. Let me go there because it's going to be bigger there than what I can show on the grams. Even though I hate YouTube, I, I just really hate YouTube. I haven't put it up on Rumble yet. I was actually doing it last night and fell asleep. That's the first place you need to put it up is Rumble. So let's go, and it's under your Tundone's official? Yes. Or you could have just gone through my Instagram to the LinkedIn and hit YouTube. I can type quicker. Of course, anytime you type in Ton Jones, Tom Jones comes up. Dude, seriously. <laughs> it's not unusual. It's not unusual Sorry. to be loved to by you. Wow. Hey. I love me some Tom Jones, baby. Dude, me and him go rounds. He is so mad that I will not change my name. <laughs> Tom Jones? Yeah, he's actually sent me nasty grams. No way. Oh, yeah. For the last 15 years. Isn't he Irish or something like that? Asshole. What? Who? So we need to get you on karaoke singing his song, which will have a lot more views than his song legitimately has. (laughs) I bet you. We just need to do this. Tom Jones is a god. What are you talking about? Yeah, but think about it. Wouldn't you watch Ton sing that song? I would. I would much rather watch Ton sing it now. Yes. Ton, I'm trying to find... There's no link on your Instagram to your Facebook. (laughs) Go to the LinkedIn. The bottom is... The bottom of LinkedIn is YouTube. Follow link. Is it world's longest? It's the... Not the... Oh, wait. That's the world's world's longest something else. I don't even want to show that. (laughs) That's definitely not your page. (laughs) Start sharing. Here we go. So, ladies it's and gentlemen, not, for your view, not that one, the one before. This one? Yeah. Yeah. Look who it is. It's Tyler. Yard side in. 
Impact. Nice shot. Those little dots on that freaking post now they know they're there. <laughs> you see some little dots on a post. Yeah, this is the when we're out at the White Buffalo range taking it in. There's Jason feeling you full of all kinds of great knowledge that you're probably not even listening to. Oh, actually, I was. Right? No, you were not. Oh. I was almost <laughs> listening. Yes, it is. Back. Let's see, like, five years. There's only one year. No more. No more. Ready? Send it. I think that was the impact. That's the impact. Nice. And what you can't see from that last little bit, there is a clearing above that tree line uh, that has a... Buffalo that's target right in it. Okay. Yeah. It'll show the right one you're talking about. Yeah, there's the buffalo. There it is. Tyler, pyramid. You can see it there. Technical advisor, voice of reason. What are we doing, Tyler? We are headed up to the ELR range, so you can stretch it out past 1,100 yards. You're headed up to the ELR range. <laughs> Going to attempt to shoot out as far as I can with the Texan 308. And if you look, I know it's hard, but there's a bunch of people following behind us to confirm there. You can see in the rearview mirror. We're out here at the Whittington Center, and normally when time films like that, the red that peak, lights on the top of that to shoot across <laughs> yeah. those peaks. Usually, across I was like, valley. "This is weird. Dirt road and no cops." So this is like a 13-minute video. I'm gonna play the whole thing. I wanna get to where you get to where yesterday you actually make the shot with the Texan 308. This is the final one when I see myself on the bottom corner picture. Now that we've gone that far, yeah, probably fast forward. We'll see how far we can take it. There, should Who be knows? close around here. We'll go up 11 minutes. Exactly. Right. I never knew you could send a question like that anymore. <laughs> right. All right, so you probably yeah, got to the top of the hill at the ELR corner. range. Yep. Corner and dirt. And it, it looks like a volcano and about this tall. So I need to go just right a little more. Jason said it looks like a volcano. Alright, got it. Ready? Oh, here we go. Picture it. This is where this is where it goes down. Over two thousand yards. New mark on steel. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. That was about hey. eight seconds. For those who like want to see the mark, I was say, the time it is at three o'clock. It made a on the steel. On steel, exactly centered up. But it's and it's a little gray it spot. So much longer. I was <laughs> waiting for that damn call. I don't even think it really took. It's on. What just happened? <laughs> yeah, Pinkus accused me of falling asleep in the spotting scope. But no, I had to wait for it. <laughs> Very nice. Ton's gonna cry. Yeah. Then you'll you'll see at the very end this is where it comes up and beautiful checks. And there are other folks on glass at this time too. Um, so there was a couple different confirmations of it as well, but it didn't hit with enough energy to take paint off. It did leave a gray mark because it was a soft cast lead projectile at the bottom of it. We got your reaction the pencil too. Line drawn out the bottom of it because of the oh, we got it all. It came down and hit the steel. And then you'll see it towards the, as it 
wraps out, uh-huh. there's a... Did you take a picture of the target? Yeah, we got close as we could get one. Oh, it's before the credits roll. It's just what right am I looking before. for? There's uh, back just a little bit more. It's right before you see the spotting scope in the can in the video. Back just a little bit. Keep going back. Yeah. I had to film it all spotting real time. <laughs> How many nails down yeah. here? There you go. Yeah. But it was about centered up on the three o'clock side, about eight inches in off the edge. So I want to. Why do you put a camera on the target? Good luck. Yeah. Getting out there, um, you need climbing equipment. Oh, really? Yeah. So is this target just normally out there, or did somebody go out there and put it? Oh. They they hauled them out there for the King of Two Mile competition. What is? Yeah, that? I mean, we were talking about like they probably have to do do that stuff either on horseback or with like. I don't. I don't even know what you'd go out there with, because it's just the areas that are not cleared are just heavy trees. I, yeah, I, trees and be, cliffs. Yeah, yeah, it'd be mm. tough. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Ton. Thank you. That's that's we a remarkable lucky. shot. Yeah. Did, did you? You didn't. We're, you didn't just beat the record. You demolished it with a lot of help and eyes from people that can see. Yeah. So now that now that this has been broken, have you been getting have you been getting messages, emails from people saying they're coming after you or coming after the record? It it's they're like, well, how is this possible? We don't believe it, and they're like, um, it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of congratulations. Uh, Chris Turk, the guy I actually beat, was one of the first people that called us to congratulate me, and he was overwhelmed with joy. Uh, for the most part, it's been a lot of people that are like, I don't think we can beat that. We think your bullet was out of energy. <laughs> <laughs> it got there. It didn't yeah. have much left. Yeah. Yeah. But there's uh, ways you but, can get you can get more pressure. Get tanks and you get more pressure in. Barrels, you know, you can do some work on some barrels. There's all kinds there's of things you can do. There's always a there. chance. It's close to, yeah, it's probably close to maxed out on barrel length in terms of what would be actually additive in terms of velocity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. We've I mean, been, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've talked to quite a few people because before we started this, we were checking the smart people like Tyler and Jason were checking the numbers and they were even a mile was we were off a little bit. <laughs> what was like it was the, a long ways out there. Yeah, we, we had guessed. Uh, so so in terms of the like with the, the MOA drooper base that he had on there um, and then plus the adjustment in the scope, I think that that equates out to like 30 some odd mils. Mm-hmm. Um and then the additional hold that Ton had to do, we, we've got to got to kind of roughed out at another, like I believe, thirty-four mils. Um, so he he was between thirty, let's say 30, sixty-two and sixty-six yeah. mils of total elevation drop um, on the shot, which is. And you said it was like an that, eight-second uh, hang time. Yeah, and 
you you had the calculations on he shot over the the pyramids the great pyramid of giza he could have shot over in terms of the actual <laughs> total drives like 780 feet nice in total yeah in terms of how much he was holding is probably closer to 300 that's where you need to do your next one and you need to do it you need to shoot over the pyramids and hit the target air guns in egypt yeah that'd go over well you get special permits special permission it'd be on it'd be great for the history channel or something like that you know yeah yeah it was Get it Josh, the, what's his name, the architect guy, Josh. Oh, yeah, Josh Gates. Yeah, Josh Gates. You know, he'd be all about that. It was probably the most amusing drive home. It was a little bit odd and quiet for the probably the first 20, 30 minutes. I look at Tyler, I said, how do you feel about mounting lasers on throwing spears and full pano night vision boar hunting? <laughs> and he's like, yeah so, it's on to the next here. challenge tons just like all right that's out of the way on to the next challenge kind of yeah one well, one of the companies there is a tnvc i mean, i think that's right right tnvc that's correct yeah, yeah. and they, they do uh all the like high-end night vision stuff not the digital stuff and uh and so getting to like you know i, I put nods on for the first time and i was like how much is this again? Yeah, let's go. Right, <laughs> that was so a ton, ton, and yeah, Scott I need a, me a, a bunch a of ideas. I need a nod sponsor. Next hunting trips. Yeah, the they had a set there. It was eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, nice. I bet they were nice too. Did y'all oh do some? Did you do oh, some yeah. night shooting while you were there? Did you do some? No, there was. They just got done putting out a fire as we were pulling in, so there was already a fire and a burn warning. Uh, in New Mexico. I gotcha. So it was already touchy. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't want to add to the statistics. I get it. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's, there's going to be a next adventure and it's going to be epic. We just don't know what so it are is. are you, okay. So you're not, you don't have, you're not planning like another. I don't know yet. Go out and yes, beat this does. record. Yes, he does. He knows he's lying to you all. Come on, but stay tuned. He's not going to let it out of the this bag. This is the show for exclusives. Come on. Attention business owners. Are you ready to take your marketing game to the next level? Look no further than Black Tie Digital Marketing, the firearm-friendly, full-service agency that delivers results. We've worked with industry giants like kel Spikes Tactical, and Armalite, and we even designed the kick-ass new logo at Talkin' Lead. At Black Tie, we blend creativity and data-driven strategies to ensure your message hits the mark every time. From high-end custom websites, graphic design, to inbound marketing campaigns, and everything in between, we've got you covered. Your success is our priority. Join the ranks of the industry's top players and give your business the boost it deserves. Experience the power of Black Tie today. Visit blacktiedigital.com or call one 800 316-8030 to schedule your free consultation. That's Black Tie Digital Marketing, where firepower meets marketing power. Black Tie Digital Marketing is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. But oh, no, we know. talked you'll about this more. earlier. I know we talked about this earlier. If you drop, you know, tell everybody what you're going to do, then they're going to go out and do it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep, just I'm like the last time um, when I got out there and did it everybody's like you never told anybody i said yeah precisely 
So I may or may not have a plan, and Jason will get a call. Tyler will get a plane ticket, and he'll end up at my house, and there'll be a long-ass road trip, and there may or may not be some T-Swift involved. You need Next time you need to do it somewhere where you can actually go out to the Target. Like the Salt Flats in Utah are perfect. Well, we have may- a, there, there are some things we can do to, to get uh, some better visuals. Um, on the targets so that'll that'll probably be a thing and i'll have better play because this time we uh i wasn't planning i was planning on 1450 and there is a quad trail to that target there was at the time there was no plan on going out past 2000 yeah I think Charlie I shot was three miles. I said five miles. I think it was three miles. I think he was shooting at three miles. I, I can't remember I think, exactly. I think the record right now is like 4.4. 4. Is it 4.4? 4? It's some ridiculous. Okay. I don't know at the time if with whether he was like trying to shoot at three, but I remember the hang time, the bullet travel time, was over 11 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So. I I'll let you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> if there's anything I can offer, any of my services or assistance... Uh, it's. I would love to take be, part. It'll it'll be unique, like everything else I do. <laughs> well, maybe you get your jacked up finger fixed by then. But. Hell no, that's part of. No, we didn't dude, talk about I the we didn't talk about the meant, optic that was on there, Jason. So talk about the the lucid optic, the scope that he was using. So Todd was running the uh, the first focal plane mill based MLX. It's a four and a half to eighteen by forty four, thirty millimeter tube. Um, what I've done a little bit differently on this is I, I, I've got it in an eight-degree field of view, so it's wide angle, which allows the field of view to be very expansive. Um, and in the bottom post, I've given mil, half mil increments all the way to the field of view on the lowest magnification. So you have a reference point if you are taking a incredibly ridiculously long shot like Tun just did. Um, I'm using ED glass on this thing, so it's exceptionally clear, color accurate. Um, yeah, it's a it's an exceptional piece of gear for the money. Um, it's about a third of the cost of anything that really compares to on a quality standpoint. Yeah, and it was it the L5, L7, which one was it? MLX, come down. The MLX, okay. This one. So I'm pulling this up for our visual audience, video audience here. So the MLX. Mm-hmm. And here's all the specs on it right here. So you guys can go to lucidoptics.com as we're talking about this and pull it up and and check it out here. Well, and better yet, it's available on Pyramid Air. That is true. Oh, so you can buy it at Pyramid Air. Yep. Now, these these will work on – are these just for air guns or are they designed for – I have them on my centerfires too. Yeah, I'm more of a centerfire company. Okay. I've just recently started putting glass on air guns, and it seems to work just fine. Yep. Okay. And if you use the code TON at checkout at Pyramid, you get a discount. There you go. So I'm pulling this up. Is this the one, the twenty, the 6 to 20? That's the L5. You're in the second focal plane. Oh, went to the wrong one. Yep. Oh, here's the reticle. I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, and that's just the reticle before the post. Um, in the post, there's a bunch of reference points in it. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of little dots. You see how the side post is open? The vertical post is open the same way, except it has 
dot lines, dot lines for mil, half mil right. increments. Yep. A lot of technology in there. Ton. It's actually quite useful. There's, there's if you a lot know of how math right here, Ton, that could be helpful. Yeah, that I I just needed all the marks. He just used them all. Needed the marks in a tree. Very cool. So you guys do I noticed that you do uh you got red dots? I do. Dude. You also do red Look up dots? P eight. Screw that. That's Look a prismatic. Go right to the E seven, H D seven. Go to the P eight. So right. go back to products. We're gonna get we'll, there. We're gonna get there. We're going to go through all of them here. We're looking at all of them here. So the HD7, what's what's uh-huh. going on with this one? So it is the uh, probably the most robust multi-reticle site on the market. Uh, runs on a common AAA battery. Um, built like a tank uh, on purpose because folks like Ton can break a bowling ball. <laughs> I got that on my shotgun, my AR shotgun. I'm one of those people, too. That I pretty much break everything I touch. And I have that on the shotgun with my 50-round shotgun mag. <laughs> what's the, um, which caliber is this calibrated for? Oh, it's not caliber-specific. Nothing that I do is caliber-specific because you can't guarantee that it's going to go on that gun, right? Yeah. The second you do a caliber-specific anything, you're wrong. So everything's based in either minutes or mills, and I use a, a measure and tape method for building my reticles. Smart. Very smart. So now this, this is, is a uh, HDX with the M5 reticle, and this geometry specifically on the reticle is proven to be thirty percent faster than a standard dot. Yeah, you got the standard head, shoulder, shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. reticle there, and then you've got the pistol. Red yep, dot. it's a little mo. It's a it's a full size frame pistol optic. Very nice. I like that. It's got a nice wide field of view there. Field of view is everything in a red dot that you're using fast acquisition on. Especially when you got cataracts and <laughs> stigmatisms <laughs> and all that kind of stuff going on. You're blind as ton and you need all the help you can get. Damn uh-huh. straight. So what are we looking at here? That's the M7. That's a uh, compact red dot sight, modular mounting. You can land it low on a like a shotgun and or high up on an AR with nods. Nice. Which one did I miss? I missed one somewhere. He had the eight. <laughs> he's not in the prismatics yet, Todd. Killing me. So I go here. And you find prismatic. You missed E seven, which was the new one. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, but wait, that, that one there. One? Okay. That's a it's a brand new optic from us. It's uh going to be in the world's first reflex in blue. Um, Oh, wow. You've seen red and green before, and those coatings are easy to do. They're commonplace. But to do it in blue, there's a lot of science behind why blue. Blue is a better aiming point for a lot of reasons, and uh, probably on another show we could get lost in the weeds on why that. Okay. Yeah, that would be a good show. Yep, because most humans – Humans have red cones and green cones, two most common colorblind. If you have blue, it's relaxing and most people can see it. Yep. All right, so now the prismatic. Yes, this is my favorite. Ton loves this sight. It's a four times magnified prism sight. Modular mounting, runs on a common AAA. Um, has a proprietary reticle in it. And see that 
hole there at the, the six o'clock spot on the reticle. The donut hole? Yeah. Yeah. See, Tom thinks I like fat people, and I because do. Because it's a donut with a donut <laughs> hole at six o'clock. Correct. If it you manages... zero at 50, your 10 yard is that donut hole. Yes. It manages the mechanic offset. So once Tun learned how to shoot with that, um, he made some trick shots that are kind of impressive. Only kind of. Don't let him fool you. He wasn't kind using of. the reticle. He was just closing his eyes and shooting. <laughs> He's been accused of doing that. <laughs> I did a ricochet off of steel into a firebird target. Okay, there's a prismatic. So what else? What else we need to look at here? Well, so you've been through the rifle scopes. You've been through the prismatics. Weapons light. Nope, weapons light. Go ahead. Oh, you got a weapons light. Okay. So Dude. we did, we built this thing because we were out. tired of seeing the market take a regular flashlight and a rifle ring and adapt it to a firearm. This one's built for a firearm. It's low profile, two Cree LEDs, and it sports the perfect balance between bright and too bright. 300 lumens is all you really need, especially if you're working inside a house. You hit that white drywall, then you're the victim because you're blind. Exactly. You can that's def- why I sent you the picture that's on my sub-2000. When did you do that? The day they sent me my sub-2000 back in my Glock configuration. And then you got, you've got some archery sites. Here. We have a five-pin archery site, and I did this mostly as a, an answer to filling out the line for a trademark discussion. Um, I don't have any real desire to be an archery company, but in order to own the aiming space underneath my name, I had to do this. And tell us about it. It's a five-pin, fully adjustable archery site. Um, it has uh, probably more adjustments than most guys are ever going to get into, but both forwards and backwards for uh angle of just position through a peep site as mm-hmm. well as five sites up and down. Um, it's yeah. fiber optics illuminated and it comes with a small light for illumination for low light work. And the price point looks really nice too. Yeah. yeah. Especially for an archery site. Yeah. Jesus, that's nice. 180. Yeah. yeah it's with simple. It's, it's clean. I didn't look at your, uh, Oh, you got binoculars. You got binos. Check out your binos. And that, that's in the optics world. That's where I cut my teeth working on binocular projects. Yeah. Um, so 8 and 10 by 42s, um, like glass-bedded polymer frame, which is stronger than steel and um, more rigid than the magnesium frames, the way I have them engineered. But it makes them the lightest full-size binoculars on the market. The I'm image quality those. is exceptional, though. That's the, the real thing. What, uh, um, where are you getting your glass? Out of Japan. Okay. Um, no, they make good and, glass in Japan, dude. Seriously. Yeah, they make great glass in Japan out of Chinese material. But yeah. the quality <laughs> control metrics are fantastic. Um, you get exactly your stuff you spec'd out out of Japan every time. And you got a spotting scope? Get out of here. Here we go. That's what. That's this is what I, I want to talk about. This is, this right, is what I need. This little guy, um, it's got a 56-millimeter objective lens. It's about overall length. It's about 10 inches total with the angled eyepiece on it. Um, but at 21 ounces, it is extremely packable. Your glass is only as good as the stuff you're going to take with you. Yeah. Yeah, it looks extremely compact there. And the mounting system that you've got? 
It's a standard camera Arca rail. Okay, the Arca rail. Nice. I love that. That's like the perfect size. And the image quality on it makes it really compete with the big behemoths. And do you I have... Mean, we are oh, go ahead. Calling bullet holes in paper at 600 yards with it. Do you have... Um, you got a YouTube channel where people can go and you've got videos of this stuff or... Yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. I'm I'm working on overhauling the content, but yeah, it's okay. out there. Okay. Um, it's Lucid HD7 on YouTube. Gotcha. Let's see magnifiers. What we got here? So on the HD7 Red Dot site, we found out that astigmatism with the red is a thing. Yes. And you fix astigmatism uh, from an optometrist with magnification in your lenses, right? So what we've done is taken an a two times magnifier, which is really, really not a bunch of magnification, but it does crisp up that astigmatism in most folks' eyes. Yeah. Nice. And there was something else here I saw. Spotting scope, binoculars, rifle scopes, red dots, the archery. So I've got a um I've got a crossbow. Okay. I'm using a crossbow. So if you go back to rifle scopes and you look at the L7. The L7. If you don't do the P8, you should look at the L7, right? Um, Our our LBPO is probably one of my better achievements because one means none in the optics world. Yeah. You can open it both eyes and run it like a red dot with the right eye relief. Um, That combined with the reticle is an MOA measuring tape. It gives you meaningful drops. So you got a one to six mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. focal plane, 34 millimeter by 24. You got 30 millimeter mounting. Okay. 19. That's nice. Again, illuminated in blue. So when you do the low light work, um, it really is going to help you out. Oh, it is blue. Okay. Yes. Very nice. I'm digging that too. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't real familiar with your with your optics. I've heard Ton talk about them quite a bit, and uh, I'm glad that you took the time to be on and and give us a little little history on these. But yeah, we definitely yeah. could do like a whole show on on your optics here. I would love to do. We that could some, do that sometime. Definitely could do that. So, uh, and they can get all these at Pyramid Air. Ah, uh, good good cross section of, of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And do you sell and them directly you from your website? Discount by using the code TON at checkout. <laughs> you use the code TON at checkout at Pyramid Air. Yeah, definitely. We like discounts here at the uh, Leadhead Brigade. Definitely. So, anything else that we need to talk about on the the world record shot there that that Ton has made history with? He, he wasn't horribly technical at it, but he did it. <laughs> There's, there's no law or rule that says you have to be, right? That's right. That's true. It just, it just makes it easier. You just got to have witnesses. <laughs> yeah, and you, if you have people that know math and can see where the projectile hits. Yeah, you got awesome spotting scopes like Lucid Optics spotting scope. Do you have a name yeah. for that or you just call it spotting scope? It's the SC9. SC9. Mm-hmm. What's the SC it, stand for? Uh, spotting scope number nine. It was the ninth one I did before I got it right. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Makes sense. And and is everything that you do, Lucid Optics, you're in Wyoming, the whole the manufacturing and everything. 
Gotcha. And how long has Lucid been in business? We opened up in uh, 2009. What got you so, into the into optics? Frustration. I was absolutely frustrated with the offerings on the market for red dot sites. Um, I was competing in three gun locally, and there was a bunch of novelty class $99 and down stuff. And then there was a handful of the the high-end military-grade stuff, right? There was nothing in the middle. In 2009, there was an absolute desert of nothing in the middle. So I designed the HD7 that solved pretty much every issue I had with a red dot sight. And it was kind of a weird. I ran on that one SKU for three years out of my garage. Freaking three gunners, man. (laughs) (laughs) Prima donnas. Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) And they love their gear. Dude, three guns. What have you got new in the works that you can talk about? Um, well, the E7 is about as new as it gets. It was introduced at Ballistic Summit. Um, there is a MLX that's going to be more of a, a powerhouse in the precision rifle world that's coming in. And outside that, I've got a, a couple things that are going to be a lot of fun in the middle of next year, probably. Give us a hint. I'm looking at a, a switch optic. Okay. So it'll be a, a one to four, um, not variable, but a switch. Explain that to me. You'll throw a lever and have four times magnified, or throw the lever and it'll go back to one like so a red dot. Would it be like it when you're at the optometrist and he just drops that thing and then you're... Very similar. <laughs> camera one, camera two. Instead camera of having one, very similar. Two. Um, the Acclaim's... Spectre is is the one that it's kind of set the world on that, but it's a one to three. The E Clan, yep. L Can, L Can, yeah. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, but yes, Marco uh, loves. We're, those. we're headed that direction from a just a straight up prism. Uh, we've learned a few things with the mechanics and the space we have available, and I think it's achievable. Very good. That sounds exciting. So well, you have to keep me in touch on that, and when you get ready to launch it, we'll talk about it here on the show. All right. Hey Leadheads, White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. There's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm, inside and out, bore, barrel, everything, with the Seal One CLP Plus. You'll see how easy it spreads around. You'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes, then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. We're gonna pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings, so I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. 
Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and Done. Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code LEADHEAD for a 25% off discount. I dig it. Did what you a- get your email? Oh yeah, there you go. Email. Let me check my email. While I'm looking for the email, uh, Tyler, what's what's new and exciting with Pyramid? Oh well, there's all sorts of stuff actually. We just uh, rebranded a couple uh, weeks ago, actually. Um, so so the the air in Pyramid Air now stands for Adventures in Recreation as we're going more um, outdoors. So kind of broadening our horizons a bit and uh, and going into some new areas, um, knives, camping gear, e-bikes. Like if, if you can do it outside, we're uh, we're kind of uh, entering into some of those territories, not losing any of our focus on air guns, but uh, just expanding our horizons a bit. Um, so that's cool. On the air gun front, actually, I'll show you. We just got in uh, the latest Air Venturi Avenge X, which this is a completely modular rifle platform uh, that starts at about 500 bucks. So you can get it with this wood stock you see here. You can get it with a tactical stock or a synthetic stock. I like the um, wood, man. You- that's pretty. That looks, yeah, that looks no, gorgeous. It's a good-looking gun. It's caliber interchangeable as well. You can uh, change out this tube for a bottle if you want more air capacity. So, And it's all user-adjustable. So you can do it all yourself for a relatively inexpensive price point. It uh, starts at right around 500 bucks. Okay. It is bad. the way to get into air guns and still have accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, we, were, we, uh, we took it out to about 400 yards uh, at the summit, actually, which was cool. Um, especially with, with pellets versus slugs is, uh, says a lot, I think in terms of reaching out and touching something. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Tyler, you need to give him shit. He give didn't show up to your pyramid cup. <laughs> nah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we just in <sighs> August had our, uh, pyramid air cup. I think we talked about it, uh, last time I was on and, uh, <laughs> We had right around 200 competitors come out uh, for 100-yard bench rest, uh, our speed silhouette competition that we call the Gunslinger, and then field target as well. It was a lot of fun, a uh, really good time, and, and went really well for, for our first year back in a few years. So looking forward to uh, to doing it again in 2024. And cool. I made the finals, and you weren't even there, bro. That's true. He did. Yeah. Nobody yeah. nobody was more in shock than I was. <laughs> I was eating <laughs> Cheetos. Are you ready? Smoking a cigarette, eating Cheetos, having muffins and drinking water and shooting flowers and still made the finals. Yes. Doing doing all the things that you do so technically well, right? He's a specimen, that ton Jones. All right. Yeah, so I finished building the gun. I've got <laughs> the video. Yeah. I've got the video here. So stand by. So set this up for us again, Jason. All right, so we had a, a ballistic summit, so we had all the writers and some of the media personalities have to compete in certain challenges, which forces them to put hands-on gear and get a full flavor of what's going on. 
So I deemed Tun as media on this specific one because I just kind of wanted to see him shoot fast. Um, I told him that he didn't have to run, but he chose to, like Tun does, Waddle. pull all the stops out. <laughs> if you're going big, go all the way big. And he went big. All right, here we go. So for your viewing enjoyment, so you, you um, landheads that aren't watching the video, go to the video and watch this. So horrible. Are you ready? Yeah, and he, he, he gets the hero category for not quitting. So he's bench rest shooting right now. Yep. Is that a AR-15? Yep, yep. from APF. Show clear. You got your L... L5 on there? Is that what that was? L7 and yeah. Little Mo were both on that. Okay. Is this your red dot? It's a prototype I'm doing for Invidity Arms. Is that the pinkest gun there? It yep. is. And here we go. Notice he's smoking a cigarette. Are you smoking? He is smoking. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Watch out. But he's up. Now, he's back he's up. up. He's still moving. He's running. He's got an anchor man. And I think he did actually injure his foot on that deal. Yeah. I think he hurt the ground. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. What shotgun are we using here? Uh, we I don't know what he had. It's his race. It, it looks like a uh, race gun. Yeah. That little M7 on the top of it. Nice. And he's turned around, and you all see he didn't drop his cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel out here? Are you lightheaded right there, Tone? No, I actually blew up. My knee gave out because I've blown that knee out a couple times. And that's what gave out. My knee actually went out, and I actually broke two toes. You Are you serious? You broke two toes? Yeah. He did. That's a dedication, bro. Uh, and my knee's out at this point. If you watch the way I'm walking, it's kind of flopping. I have to go and put my knee back in when I get to the front. Oh, tell me you got a video of that. I'm not sure we do. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Gravity sucks. I watch Gravity sucks. Kind of <laughs> yeah, I get to the front and my knee is subluxated. I pop it back in. Then we get back to the... To the bunkhouse and my foot is just turning purple I actually got back after the shot and the doctor <laughs> made me get x-rayed it broke right behind the toes in two spots who's videoing me is that you yeah you're just waiting for him to pass out, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's just, I, I wanted to also do that because if he was going to run, I was happy to as well. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, you took one for the team. You took two. Two broken toes for yep. the team. Tony. Well, I figured because there were some other people that were there that would ran the course because it was timed. It was for a trophy. And what they were doing is they would take the the – hit points they would take the the negative because they didn't have to run 
I was like, screw this. I'm a fat bastard. It's always funny when fat people run. It's like fat people on segways and in small coats. <laughs> Dude. I want to know what the, which shotgun that was. So our last AK corner was on um, AK pattern shotguns. Yeah, that um, thing is. That looked like more of a. Uh, it's a race gun. It's a three. It's a race. Was it an AR style or an AK style? I no. I couldn't tell. It's. It looked like it might have it been its a, own thing. A malot. Looked like it might have been a yeah. malot. Based off the malot, I don't know. I couldn't tell. You were it. You were hiding it. Just trying to say I'm fat. No. Say so you. You're hiding it. Dissident Arms. You guys familiar with Dissident Arms? Yes. They make like the primo race shotguns, and they base it off yeah. of the the uh, the Ishmashes and the Malots. Yeah, that one, this one is uh, ambidextrous charging. You can actually pull the pin, ambidextrous charging, bottom mag. And it was, it's a really nice setup. It, it was a kind of a build of its own. Yeah. Hmm. It was a really unique build. Interesting, interesting. Well, very good. Great show, guys. I appreciate you taking the time being on. And uh, congratulations to all of you because you're all part of that world record shot you know it takes yeah. a team it takes a team to do something hell like yeah that. it does and i'm looking forward to being part of the next one all right yeah nice us, greg hey get me. that means when you get an invite you actually got to show up for once instead of go hiding at the gym well i mean you got to actually invite me <laughs> dude i actually got to get a and he say hey you are invited to this invited to pyramid cup invited to summit invited to texas <laughs> i can't i can't I had a legitimate reason this last time. I couldn't make it. All three times? Uh, three times. Two. What, three times. You're, I invited you to come down to Texas on between the 5th and the 8th. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that one either, huh? Because the wife was oh. out of town. Is that mm-hmm. when? Is that when it was? I uh, invited you when my wife was out of town, too. That's four. Wait, you say the one's coming up? Yeah. What's October coming up? October 5th the 8th. What is that? Is that something we got to... fun shoot. Something we shouldn't talk about shoot. on air? Yeah, a little fun shit we're going to have here. Something you can come out and play and destroy some shit. All right, well, email it to me so I can put it on my thing, my my calendar. At talkinglet at gmail.com where everybody should send you a random picture while they're driving. No. Eh. Thank you. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. So, and by the way, I want to thank all the listeners for the random birthday picks that went to my manager. Uh, we did not tell them what was going on. Did they get inundated? Oh, yeah. Nice. Great. Nice. Did anybody send a dick pic? <laughs> uh, at least a couple. And when they checked them, we, me and the boss over there did not tell them, the staff, that there was going to be pictures. We had the <laughs> laugh of a lifetime. That's hilarious. I love that. So if you want to send me any random pictures to Lefty, talkinglet at gmail.com. I get random pictures all the time. All the time. It's nonstop with these lead heads. ton in the header. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Appreciate it. Again, uh, Tyler, give Pyramid Air's websites, social medias. Uh, pyramidair.com is our website. Come find us. And uh, I believe Instagram, Facebook's just Pyramid Air. P-Y-R-A-M-Y-D-A-I-R. Jason? 
So lucidoptics.com, the website, and then lucid up, lucid underscore optics at Instagram. Okay. You guys got any deals or specials or sales going on right now? Codes? You Is there can a use ton the code? promo code in, uh, FALL40 for our, our 40% fall sale. FALL40, you get 40% off anything? Anything is in stock. Holy shit, that's a big discount, dude. So 40%, and that's off your web at your website. That's correct. Okay, good. That doesn't work at Pyramid Air, so don't go there and try to no, get it. No, the TUN's code does. TUN, remind them what the code is one more time. Use code TUN at Pyramid Air for 20 bucks off your first 100 bucks. And then the code for Lucid is? FALL40. FALL40. That's nice. I'm going to go use that. That's a huge discount. Very good. And then, of course, all our sponsors, go show them some love. Keltech. Go to keltechweapons.com. Use code LEADHEAD, 15% off. Lockdown for these awesome walls to store your, your firearms and your kit and your gear. Uh, and then they got all kinds of cool stuff for your safe, as long as it's not a Liberty safe. Uh, you can go to Lockdown. Use code LEADHEAD. Get 15% off there. Kraken Cases for their pistol Cracking. cases. Kraken. Kraken. Uh, rifle cases, uh, eyeglass cases, eye pro clay cases. They've got some new stuff too. They've got some ammo cases now too. Uh, so go check them out. Kraken, Kraken cases. Talking lead, 10% off. For Patriots, you want to be prepared, stay prepared, not only just for your food, long term food storage, but they've got generators, they've got flashlights there, they've got Anything and everything that you need to be prepared when life doesn't go right. So go check them out at 4 Use the code all caps LEADHEAD. Get 10% off your first purchase there. And, of course, Mission First Tactical, SEAL 1. Use the code LEADHEAD and get those uh, respected discounts there as well. So, guys, I appreciate it again. Thank you for taking the time to be on. Look forward to having you back on, Jason. we got we got lots to talk about. And yes, uh, and ton take wrap those knees next time, son. Your knees, hey, you got to get wrapped up when you're going to do these competitions, man. You got to protect yourself. I was never made to run. I was made to shoot. <laughs> made to put holes in stuff. So until the next episode, lead heads. As always, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. Boom.